we're going to do a little review, um, and a review in the sense not a recap, but you know, sort of analyzing or looking at the capabilities of one of the systems, uh, meaning practice management systems and clearinghouses out there, and that's Open Practice Solutions. The system that they provide is called OpenPM. And first of all, we want to say some positive things about OpenPM and Open Practice Solutions, and they have a clearinghouse attached to them, which is eTactics. The organization seems to be very data-oriented. We have worked with them via one of our clients for quite a few years. They are overall quite good at reporting. They have a module in their system that it's browser-based, by the way, and you can create custom reports. Um, you can pick from an enormous number of fields and select them, things like that. So there's a lot of good options there. Um, they are very cooperative. They are willing to make modifications, to change reports. They're willing to do development in order to help you get what you need. And so we overall have very positive things to say about OpenPM. With respect to denials analytics specifically, we've also given them positive reviews overall in general because very few systems provide denials data, meaning denials codes um, in a report. And we can get denial codes from OpenPM, and that's great. And you can also get a denial description, um, which is fantastic because we like to have both and both are very valuable and very few systems allow you to get that information we have mentioned in the past that there are some limitations and one of that one of those limitations for open pm is in order to get this information it is located in a text field that is called note and you have to be able to not only ignore nulls and all kinds of other information that's irrelevant because some of those fields, some of those records have information that you don't want, but even when it does contain a record that you're interested in, um, you have to parse out the code in the description because it'll say something like CO 133 and then there'll be a carrot and then a description and then another carrot and then a bunch of numbers. And so you got to parse those things out and they're not even always in that format. Sometimes there is information and then the carrot and then the uh, denial code. Um, it, it can be it can be a little bit goofy. Um, but overall, it's great to have that information. You can get it out. You know, and we can parse out those codes using, you know, software to, to build that. So it's some work, but nothing that we can't get through. Um, there is a bigger issue though that we wanted to comment on with respect to OpenPM and that is that codes get smushed together. <laughs> and <clears throat> what do I mean by that? Well, I don't mean that if you've got a CO109 and a CO133 that you get a CO133109 or something like that or that <clears throat> you lose one of those things. What I mean is that normally you get in an 835 file, um, which is an ANSI X12N format, you have an adjustment group like CO or PR, and then you have a code like 133, 109, 253, etc. Then there is also a remark code like N220, you know, MA27, N290, etc. There's a, there's a lot of different remark codes. <clears throat> With OpenPM, 
in a case where there was, for example, a uh, adjustment group in a code like a CL133 and then a remark code like N220, with OpenPM, we would get CON220. That would be the information that's delivered to us in that note field that we'd be parsing out. Or COMA27, for example. And ideally, we would really get both the adjustment group and the adjustment code and also the remark code. And whether or not they're separated or not or how formatted, we that's less of an issue because, again, we can develop software, uh, you know, sort of protocols to be able to identify those patterns and pull out that information and parse it. That would all be fine. The problem is it's missing. So in the example we gave, like a CO133 and an N220, we've lost the 133. And that's an issue. Um, it's an issue because at root, we're an analytics company and we're missing a key piece of information and that information is very valuable. Now, it isn't a total loss always because even if it's missing, we can sometimes reverse engineer the adjustment code from the description. So if it says, uh, you know, I'm going to make I mean, you know, incorrect patient demographics or the patient termed or I'm like, whatever uh, the description might be, we could reverse engineer and say, ah, that's a CO, that's a 109 or a 133 or a, you know, 253 or a 45 or whatever it might be, right? Um, so we can reverse engineer a number of those. But even that can be really complex because payers tend to have widely varying, in fact, wildly varying descriptions. And therefore, you really need natural language processing in order to, to handle all of those and then convert those to a lookup table for uh, those adjustment codes. So it is possible, but you know it's it's a lot of work. It's very difficult, and even with that, it doesn't always work. You can't always find the missing uh, adjustment code. So I'm going to pause there, and we'll come back and talk more about uh, this particular issue for OpenPM in a follow-up podcast. So that's a little bit of information about OpenPM and their denials management reporting.